Maya, guess what day it is? It must be Monday. And it is. And I'm Mike. And I'm Mary. That's why we call this... Mondays with Mike and Mary. Hi, you everyone. betcha. This is our chance to highlight some of the best parts of our squared conversations we had this past week. You just said you betcha. I like, did. as if you're a Minnesotan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> yes, we look at paraded techniques and ask the experts, and we cull from all these marvelous, smart people who gave each other advice, solved problems, and inspired one another with their wisdom. So that's what we get to share with you today. And shared best practices, too. Yeah. I love that phrase, yeah, me best too. practices. Mm -hmm. It seems to work a lot. We usually start with creative techniques. Have you one? I have two. Sweet. Yeah, they're kind of short, but here's the first one. We have someone who went to Master Seals Academy virtually and learned this phrase and has been using it and just came to the call saying, wow, this is great. This really works. And it really is a great hook to generate conversations. We've been telling people, Michael, for, I don't know, three months Know your numbers. Right. But, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and here's what she heard. Know your numbers. So I've been looking at my numbers every single day, every single week, and I've been asking people, so what do you think is happening in my business in real estate? And nobody knows. Everybody thinks incorrectly. They yes. all guess wrong. And then when you lay those numbers on them, oh, my gosh, and you sound so smart, and well, of course, we already knew that, but it was really fun to hear someone learn something and is using it. And I got a second one. Mm -hmm. All right. The second one is a combination of two people who said exactly the same thing. And I thought, oh, all of our listeners out there in podcast land, you ever have one of those situations where someone you counted on doing business with you, like it never even occurred to you that they wouldn't do business with you because either they're a close friend or they used you before and then they didn't and they they listed with someone else bought from someone else maybe mm -hmm. both and so now you're angry and you just can't even believe it and so the parade of techniques this week was from a student that that happened to and he decided to forgive them and he called to say congratulations i heard that you are moving and that you just bought a house. And I'm, I just wanted to let you know, I'm really excited for you. And the story tumbled out. Yeah. It was this guy at work and he, he didn't use a realtor and turns out that it was the daughter of a friend of it's anyway, explaining the whole story to our student who, who then said, well, uh, and then the end of the story was, but you're our realtor. We believe, you know, we wouldn't, we recommend you to everybody. We love you. And at the end of that story, another person on that team chimed in and said, oh my gosh, the same thing happened to me. And by forgiving them, instead of carrying it around with me, they validated to me, man, we, we do consider you our realtor. Yes, we will send you referrals. So, you know, you still lost the commission. I get all that. But sometimes we carry that anger around with us, that resentment. Well, I'm taking them off my list. Well, I'm not inviting them. They'll never give me a lead. When in fact, they could still be a good source of leads. In fact, you might even want to guilt them into it, right? Strangely like enough, I heard the same thing. No way. Yeah. And this week? This week. Oh, that's crazy. And here's what one guy said. It's amazing how often clients circle back to you. 
after they've done business with somebody else. I think that's a really great spiritual lesson. Yes. To to carry around because you know it's isn't it Winston Churchill said you know holding on to your anger is like drinking poison and hoping the other guy dies. Who who said that? Somebody's smart. Edwin Gaines. Oh, is it really? Oh well, yeah, she's, she's smart. the one who said it to me. I don't know if she is the originator, yeah. but it is the truth. Yeah. Yes. It's forgiveness work. Yeah. It is work. It's spiritual work. Yeah. Do well, you have a Pareto Techniques? Mine's kind of mundane. Oh, okay. I thought it was very cool. It's a website called calculator.net. Not .com. .net. Calculator.net. It has 15 separate financial calculators. Really? Whatever you want to calculate financially. Pay salaries, uh, auto loans, mortgages, anything you want to calculate financially, it has that. And it has a whole bunch of fitness and health calculators. They're all free, by the way. And calculate ages, dates, times, hours, GPA, grades, generate uh, passwords, conversions. Man, this is an amazing website. A whole bunch of free calculators, which we use a lot, right? That's a neat parade of techniques. Yeah. Smartest people on the planet, man. Absolutely. All right. How about ask the experts? Oh, I got one of those. All right. So this is a gentleman who wants to build his listing inventory and has committed to doing that. So I've even got on the tracking form, goal 12 in inventory. Now, I think right now he's at six. And it's it's working. He's adding to his inventory. And, of course, that's difficult when things sell. Right, because you can <laughs> gain is. three, lose three the same week in your net your net gain. How do you have a <laughs> net gain? <laughs> but we're not complaining when our listings sell, you know. So here was the question: I'm currently working with six buyers, and um, it seems like in all my when, when do you sleep? <laughs> right, in all my prospecting, about eighty percent of the leads I'm generating are buyer leads. Now he's got a bit of a team. A spouse is a partner in the business, and I think he's got one other person on his team, been with him for a couple years, sharp guy. So he's already committed to giving any buyer under $500,000 to the buyer agent, to this other agent mm -hmm. on his team. But that still means he's got six buyers that are over 500000 So that's a piece of change you don't want to lose out on. Three million altogether. Yeah. So how do I focus on listings? I got these all these buyers. So anyway, really good advice, all kinds of good advice. All right. So here's a couple things uh, that he heard. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you don't have to let them go. Don't You don't have to refer them out. Uh, what about this dialogue? I'm tied up tomorrow on that one. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that one of the buyers set, finds a house or is, you know, looking on line, has, is set up on searches and then calls him and says, all right, I, I found one. I want to see that one tomorrow or I want to see that one this afternoon. What about this dialogue? Oh, I'm tied up tomorrow on that one. Um, I, it's something I just can't change right now, but I do have someone that can show it to you. So what if you paid for a showing, showing 50 agent. bucks yeah. or a hundred bucks mm -hmm. for per showing? Um, I, here's one piece of advice he got from a student, from, from a, someone else on his team, buy me a plane ticket and I'll come down and help you for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, here's one, tighten up your CTO, tighten up your qualifying process. Here's one prospect for listings. 
So in other words, postcard mailings have been really working for this gal. She said, do that in the area where you want, where these buyers are looking to buy. A specific buyer mm -hmm. approach. Love it. So we talked about that. Uh, get help with showings. Uh, here's, a, here's a tip. Standing appointments with the buyer. So one o'clock on Tuesdays is your time and 10 o'clock on Saturdays, I got time to show you anything. So a standing appointment as opposed to waiting for the property to pop onto the market. Um, let's see. One to two hours every morning to prospect for listings and explain to buyers, this is how I work from 9 to 10.30. I'm working on building my inventory, so I'm not available until after that. Um, let's see. These are clients of mine. Uh, no, show it. pay a showing fee. I guess those were the pieces of advice. And then a couple other little things. Master the sharp angle. Mm -hmm. If I, would you, if you could, would you? And I, I heard underneath that, that a couple of these weren't really buyers, that they actually had a house to sell first. Hang on. What are you saying? They have a house to sell? Come that's, on. That's not a buyer. Turn lookers into listers. Uh -huh. You betcha. And then, do you I said you that? betcha again. What's the matter with me? You're turning into a Minnesota. <laughs> do you remember that image? I used it, I don't know, a few years in front of an audience where you take two glass jars and one has um, rocks, you know, um, good size rocks, you know, like the size of a 50 cent piece, maybe only, obviously not two dimensional. Um, and the other has. For sand. you youngins, that's a coin people used to carry in their pockets. Uh, <laughs> And then the other jar has sand. And you, you try and put the big rocks into the sand jar. You can only get one in. But if you pour the sand into the jar of big rocks, the sand fits around the big rocks. So my point was, and the imagery is to say, the answer to that is focus on building your listing inventory and fit everything else around your listing activities. And you'll get more done then if you're trying to focus on helping the buyer and doing that sand stuff and jamming your listing activities into that glass, into that jar. So anyway, I hope I said that so As Floyd succinctly. would say, <laughs> starting every Monday, work, work on, on bringing, bringing in, in a saleable, saleable listing, listing first. first. Yeah. yeah. You know, buyers can appear to be birds in the hand. Listings are kind of far off, but the buyers look, look to be a bird in the hand. And it's, it's, of course, obvious why some people will say, okay, I've got to devote my time and attention and focus to helping these buyers out. I can't be bothered developing listing inventory. Well, I think I we, understand that. We think either or. Yeah. And we've got to be thinking both and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And strangely enough, my Ask the Expert has to do with buyers. Oh, I, love I think it. buyers have lost their minds collectively. Or somebody has, because here's the, the question. Are you experiencing inspection issues killing deals? It started off as a survey question. Oh, you yeah, know, one of those. Work, yeah. And we turned it into an Ask the Experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what do you do when a, there's an inspection issue and the buyer comes back with ridiculous demands on the seller? Oh, I think we have this Ask the Experts question at least <laughs> once a week from somebody. Well, yeah. yeah. So what do you tell them? Well, here's the, the piece of advice I like the most. Love it. Put it back to active on the market. Immediately? Yeah, right oh. away. <laughs> I thought that was great. 
Write it out as an as-is transaction. Write it out. What is write yeah, it write out? Write the offer as an as-is transaction. Stop making huge demands on people. But this was the best piece of advice I thought I heard all week. Present it anyway and see what the seller says. And here's what he said, P.S. to that. Okay. And a $600,000 listing. Okay. And the buyer offered 500 Okay. In a hot market. Okay. And the seller said, okay. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. Present it anyway. Because it's their house. Let them do what they want to with it. Yeah. Now, if they want backup, okay. This is a good piece of advice. Get a contract signed so we can be in a conversation with the seller. Be the backup offer. You know, there's a lot of good things Floyd has taught us about uh, closing, about a relationship that serves the interests of a buyer or a seller. Yes. And the one I like the most is an offer is, is better, better than, than no, no offer. offer. Yeah. And most closings start with an offer. Yeah. So let's get it on paper and put it in front of people. See what they say. It's their house. Sometimes a buyer has to lose one or two Yeah, sometimes. in order to say, okay, I trust you now and I'll, I'll do what you told me to yeah. do. I know. A, a, a ridiculous inspection issue can really derail a transaction. But let's not let it derail us emotionally. Let's stay logical, get it on writing, and present it. Well, and when we are in control of our buyer, we have fewer ridiculous inspection issues. The problem is sometimes the co-op agent has no control. The co-op agent never did a sit-down, a CTO. Right. The co-op agent didn't prepare the buyer for ridiculousness. You know, so let's make sure it's our, when, when, we're, when it's our buyers, we're smarter than that. Yeah. What is the number one danger to the survival of the real estate industry? According to the Danger Report, what was it? Untrained agents. Yeah. I know. Well, good thing you're all Wickmanized out there. Let's stay trained, gang. Hey, if you're not, floydwickman.com. Check us out. <laughs> <laughs>